You feel what you feel, and your feelings are real. Kristoff, let down your guard. Okay, are we ready to rock and roll and, you sure. know, what all the other, I don't, I don't know, the other adjectives. That's a verb. That's not an adjective. My brain hurts. What's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And what's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And, and this... this- is bitches, bitches and murders. <laughs> I like that you sometimes decide to pronounce your name correctly, and then sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, fuck it. Yeah, that's whatever I'm feeling like that day. I'm feeling spicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's just mad because somebody on League of Legends didn't let her beat him. Just let me <laughs> beat you. It's not that hard. Just let me have first place. Don't get salty and end the game early because you want to be first. Fair and square, bitches. She's not mad Fair about and square. this at all. It's fine. It's fine. I'm over it. It's fine. This is fine. Okay. Sips my tea. Yeah, so um, I think the only housekeeping we have, um, we did get a new uh, patron on whoop our whoop. Patreon, um, Logan Fuchs. I please, I don't, I hope <laughs> we didn't say it wrong. Uh, Logan, thank you so much. And I'm so sorry that Morgan butchered your last name. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not even going to try. It's F-O-O-K-E-S. Nope. Not. Yeah, 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 right. So, uh, and he joined at the Zodiac tier. Tier? Ooh, That's a, a word Zodiac I Zodiac killer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, we um, see you, Logan. We appreciate, we, we the shit appreciate out of you. you. Hell fucking yeah, dude. Cool okay. shit. So. Moving on. I do have a content warning, and I'm going to do this the way that our dear sweet Queen Elizabeth does the content warning for the kilt contest, which is that I am going to say this three times after three times, and if you are still here, you have brought this upon yourself. So. Amen to that. Content warning. This is about a child killer. There is child murders in this case, as well as some sexual assault. I appreciate that you're so good at your your content warnings. And I'm just like, <laughs> buckle up, kids. <laughs> Someone I, might die. Yeah, you're just like, buckle up, kiddos. <laughs> Fucking, I'm the worst. Yeah. Okay. So I will say this again. There is a content warning. There is child murders and sexual assault. If that is something that you know makes you uncomfortable, this Don't is your exit do it. point. Get out of here. We love you. Come back. But get out of here. Yeah. And I will say it one more time. There is a content warning. There is child murders and sexual assault. I have said it once. I have said it twice. And I have said it thrice. You had your chance. If you're still here, bless your whole heart. Let's go on this roller coaster. <laughs> I'm so ready. So today I am bringing it way too fucking close to home with the Oakland County child killer. For all those lovely folks at home. Um, we're from Michigan. We're Oakland from Michigan. In Michigan. Oakland County is in Michigan. And I think we live in Oakland County currently. I think so, yeah. Yeah, we do. Because the vet down the street says, there are 15 cases of rabies in Oakland County. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, we're Oakland County. Yeah, we're Oakland County. So, this is us. Yep. Murder's uh, here. <laughs> so, I actually want to thank my family for bringing this case to my attention because, like, like, my mom always suggests cases because, you know, she's a spooky bitch like the rest of us. Love you, mom. And uh, I so <laughs> this happened around the time that my mom was a kid. And 
one of the places that a kid was abducted from, my mom and her mom were at at the same time. So like this easily could have been my mom. So we're bringing it way too fucking close to home. So here we go. So the basics are that from February of 1976 to March of 1977, four children were kidnapped and held for up to 19 days and murdered. Um, all four bodies were found in freshly cleaned clothes and then carefully positioned in full sight of the road. It's kind of our, our brief umbrella. And if you're still here and you don't think that sounds like fun, two, two. I said I was not giving warnings, but I really was not. Scoot your boots right on out of here. Toot fucking toot for all of my theater bizarre people. <laughs> okay, so. Our first murder was Mark Stebbins. Uh, Mark was a 12-year-old boy from Ferndale, Michigan. On Sunday, February 15th of 1976, Mark went missing after leaving the American Legion Hall to go home. He left about an hour before his older brother did, and when his brother got home and Mark wasn't there, their mom freaked out. Right. Pretty. I mean, pretty pretty understandable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, the American Legion Hall was somewhere that their mom spent quite a lot of time, so it wasn't un- normal for there that was not the word i wanted abnormal, abnormal. like it, yeah it's like it wasn't <laughs> weird it wasn't weird for them to be yeah, there but it wasn't weird for them to you know like go there after school spend some time with her and then ride their bikes home and so like right. they like they knew they were familiar with that took. distance yeah. and like this isn't something that they didn't do all the time like this was something that was fairly regular so for him for, for mark to not be home by the time that his brother got home was just like there's no fucking something way <laughs> yeah so their mom called the cops. The cops assured her that a kidnapping hadn't happened in years and that he would show up soon. Fucking hate that. <laughs> Just going to say that right now. Oh, man. Uh, so Mark was missing for a total of four days. On February 19th of 1976, his body was found on 10 Mile Road, about 12 miles from his house. He was found lying in a snowbank in a parking lot in Southfield and was uh, wearing the same clothes that he had went missing in, but they had been like freshly laundered and pressed. I hate that I vaguely know where like all of these places are. Yeah, because I was like really when I was a realtor, I was like I did a lot of houses on like Ferndale, Southfield, mm-hmm. like all kind of everything over there. So I'm like really familiar with those areas. Yeah, I, I really hate myself for bringing something this close to home, honestly. But my mom asked for next. It, you're gonna be so like here we are. So, um, in the apartment next to us, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so Mark's, uh, Mark's autopsy showed that he had been struck on the head with a blunt object and then strangled to death. There was rope burns on his wrist and his neck indicating that he had been tightly restrained at some point and there was evidence of sodomy. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does not get any better. Don't you worry. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to get better, to be honest. I yeah. really didn't. So our next victim is Jill Robinson. Jill was a 12-year-old girl from Royal Oak, Michigan. Um, On Wednesday, December 22nd of 1976, Jill got into an argument with her mother. She packed her bag and decided to run away from home. She was last seen... Sounds like a (laughs) 12-year-old. Right. You know, who at 12 didn't think about running away from home? Just kidding, Mom. I love you. We all packed that bag at one point. (laughs) You know you have. Don't deny it. I don't know what she's talking about, Mom. <laughs> um, so Jill was last seen alive on Woodward Avenue around 7 p.m. Uh, hate it. 
Yeah, um, I hate that I know all of these places. Yeah. Messed up. I like. I don't know why I thought this was gonna be a good idea. But <laughs> no, it's just terrible. I'm never gonna be able to go to any of these places again. Thank you. Right. <laughs> um. So on December 23rd, her bicycle was discovered behind a store on Main Street in Royal Oak. And then on December 26th, her body was discovered lying on the side of I-75 near Troy, within full sight of the Troy police station. Uh, like Mark- That's fucking ballsy as shit, dude. Okay. This that's, case has never been solved. That's why. Spoiler alert. Nobody knows who the murderer is. So, like, you put a body within sight of the Troy police station and they still have no idea who you are. That blows my mind. I mean, I and guess it was the 70s. I but don't like, have the most faith in the police system. <laughs> well, well, we're not going to talk about that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I just like, oh my God. I can't, I can't, I can't. I just can't imagine even just like wanting to do that as like just a murderer. Like that just seems like a bad idea. Like that kind of seems like, it kind of seems like you're saying like, you're either that fucking cocky and narcissistic, which, like, let's be real, it's probably that one. Yeah. Or, right. well, with the level of organization, I would say that one. Because normally I would say it's either that or it's, like, please catch me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out of control. Please catch me. But those are usually, like, disorganized killers. Yeah. But, like, oh, my God. That's fucking. Wait. Okay. This is, like, a spoiler alert, but I'm jumping ahead. Did they ever send in, like, any letters? Has there ever been, any, like, any communication? No. Nope. There's never been any communication. All right, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna stew on that while we move. Sort forward. of. Well, we'll kind of cover that. Okay. Once they talk about suspects. Um. But yeah, like I said, so on December 23rd, her bicycle was discovered behind a store. On December 26th, her body was you know found on I-75. Uh, like Mark, she was fully clothed in what she was wearing when she went missing, and like Mark, all of her clothes had been freshly laundered. Um, the backpack that she had packed what then taken with her was placed next to her body um an autopsy determined that jill had died from a shot at close range from a shotgun uh but there was no evidence of sexual assault that's so that's weird mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense because well it makes sense in a way because um like pedophiles have a type Mm -hmm. like pedophiles rarely rape like little boys and girls like that's not super common you kind of have like your type your age your thing yeah like clearly 12 12 is a key point well two of them are 12 and i think two were 10 so he's got like like that that like pre like pre-teen that like tween age is like important and if he's raping like boys but not girls that kind of like indicates maybe like more of a pedophilic interest in like boys but then it's like why take the girl if you're interested you know what i mean like why wouldn't you just take a boy well and that's that's the really weird thing about this is that like unless he just took whoever was easiest but that was just like his preference maybe because guy de re or guy de rise however the fuck you say that his name it's still can't say it still french whatever um the like first serial killer guy Mm -hmm. because he would he would take boys and girls but he was only interested in molesting the boys so he would kind of take just like whoever he could like whoever was available but he had like preferences and he would do some things with certain like genders and ages and other like not with others Hmm. so it could be something like that he's like "Eh, i prefer boys but like i'll take whatever i can 
you know what I mean? Like killing yeah. someone is better than killing no one. Maybe. But like, I'd rather have a boy. I mean, regardless, I hate everything about it. I mean, it, I hate so. all of it. <gasps> um, so this case, they did get a tip. Uh, somebody said that they had saw a 75 Le Mans on the side of I-75 near where the body was found. Uh, but this was never looked into. Of but, course not. But I will give the police like the tiniest bit of leeway here. Because like, I don't know what you guys know about Michigan. But uh, our roads fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. Like a whore at a frat party. So <laughs> it is not uncommon for people to like blow a tire or like have something wrong with their car and just leave it on the side of I-75. And yeah, that happens later. all the time. So I can't completely fault police for not looking into the 75 Le Mans. I mean, I still fault them because like. That you knew people were getting murdered. Right. Like you should probably like have looked into any lead. Could have been something, but I get why they were like, oh, yeah, it's February in Michigan. Of course, there was a fucking car on Dude, the side I don't of think at any point in the year, I don't think I've ever taken a drive <laughs> on the highway and not seen a car on the side of the road. Like, <laughs> legitimately. Like, there's always at least one you're going to pass. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a problem here, guys. Like, ways in Michigan is so annoying. <laughs> like, every five seconds, it's like, there's a car on the side of the road. There's a car on the side of the yeah. road. There's a car on the side of the road. Yeah. I'd we live in Michigan. Know, we know. The cops. <laughs> there's so many cops. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, and I know cops that, like, and potholes. That's what we have here. <laughs> cops and potholes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yikes. Yep. You're not even wrong, though. Uh, yikes on all the bikes <laughs> there needs to be more yikes on bikes and we won't have so many cars on the side of the road <laughs> that was a terrible joke <laughs> and you should feel bad <laughs> I do <laughs> I also appreciated the lady who just passed by our apartment window um, and she can't see you because of the way the shades are but she can definitely see me and we made very extended <laughs> eye contact as she stared at me like I was an absolute crazy person <laughs> so uh i really appreciated that moment yeah. i think we need to post a picture of this but like our our new apartment like the way that our like podcast station is set up is right in front of like a bay window that like looks out onto the like balcony or like the little hallway balcony thing that people walk back and forth to get to their apartments because we're on like a second level uh so yeah we're just like staring at well from her side like the blinds block it but from my side i'm just staring at everyone who walks by and uh i hate it it's fine <sighs> anyway moving on so christine mihalik uh christine was a 10 year old uh girl from berkeley and on i have a friend that lives there <laughs> what the fuck i'm uncomfortable yeah i brought it way too close i'm so sorry <laughs> Um, on Sunday, January 2nd, 1977, around 3 p.m., Christine went to a 7-Eleven to buy some magazines, which, let's be real, what girl wasn't? <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever bought a magazine, to be quite honest, like in my entire life. Well, aren't you special? Um, the store clerk confirmed that she didn't make it to the store, and then she left, and that was the last time she was seen. Um... She was the one that was held the longest. Her body was discovered 19 days later on January 21st. Um, and it was discovered by a mayor, mayor, <sighs> male carrier. Like M-A-I-L. 
I didn't think you were talking about carrying men. <laughs> Why would I think you were talking about carrying men? Because your face looked real stupid, and I just wanted. I to I actually clarify. went to like this really. I was going to this really deep um, part of my mind where I was like <laughs> philosophizing. <laughs> That's not a word. Uh, <laughs> I was fa- fantasizing. No, I don't like no, that I word like either. That word. I don't like that word. Not a good enough reason to use the word fantasizing. Uh, I was thinking about the case and I was trying to connect it in my head because I was like, these don't add up. Like they all are kind of, okay, so they're different. They're all the same MO and how they're dumped, but they're all a different MO and how they're like, like preference wise. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for someone. Like I said, like pedophiles have extremely like specific, specific interests and like it wouldn't make sense for them to like take a 12 year old boy and like sexually assault them then take a 12-year-old girl and then not sexually assault her and then take, uh, what was this, a, t- a 10-year-old girl? And to keep her the longest and keep her, like, triple, like, a little more than triple what they kept, like, the other ones. Like, none of that makes sense. Like, it's almost like someone different is, like, doing the crimes, but then someone different is, like, dumping them. Cause like that's I don't I don't know I don't know I'm like I was going to a really dark hole in it I hadn't quite filled in all of the gaps of how I feel about it yet but that's kind of where my mind was like ruminating yeah. at I mean so so she was before I stumbled on mail carrier what I was going to was that uh she was found on a rural road in Franklin Village which might explain why she because she was discovered 19 days after she went missing but she um, wasn't necessarily missing 19 days well right. she wasn't like in there that isn't that his like her whoever's yeah care or whatever wait but like how i mean they should know when they find her body how long she's been dead for autopsy in the 70s no yeah you're right they yeah, should know they should know yeah or at least have like a rough bet if it's like a day versus like a week well it's also february in michigan so she might have been fairly well preserved because she was in oh. a snowbank yeah that's actually fair so that could have yeah that would totally it fuck it yeah um but yeah so she was found on a rural road in franklin village but like her body was in full view of several homes which is why i don't get it, it took 19 days but i'm not gonna get on my soapbox about that i guess i would have to see a picture though because it, it could depend on how far she was like buried in the snow as well oh that's true or like how the if there thing. was like a bank and then like a little valley and then another bank or something she was like in the valley like and it took a while for the snow to like melt down enough you could mm-hmm. see her or something i could kind of see that but imagine how fucking terrifying that would be to like see this body and not like find it 19 days later and then have no idea how long you've been going about your normal day that like right across from a dead body fuck my life up yeah like you don't know <gasps> has it been there for like 20 minutes or like two weeks yeah like that oh my god that would fuck me up um okay yeah uh like the others she was found fully clothed in what she was wearing we know the drill it was freshly, freshly laundered, laundered. Um, the autopsy found that she had been smothered to death, but again, there was no evidence of sexual assault. Uh, this case was kind of what tipped police off to the likelihood of a serial killer and what initiated the quote unquote task force, which was made up of, um, detectives that were volunteering their time to like spend more of like their time investigating this, um, as well as a criminal psychologist, which I'll mention him later. (sighs) <sighs> the next one, and this is the last one. This is the one that I hate. 
the most. Oh, good. I'm so sorry. I'm so ready. Uh, so the last one was Timothy King. Why does that name sound familiar? Because his dad never gave up. Like, his dad is an active spokesperson and is, like, actively in the media and just I, did the uh, documentary on Hulu. I think I've heard Hulu. about this. Uh, I think Barry is his dad's name. So, Barry King. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. His dad is very vocal about everything. Wow, which, that's like, crazy. I didn't even, I didn't even connect <sighs> that. I totally didn't even think about that. Oh, it all breaks my heart and I hate everything that I'm about to say and I'm so sorry. So, Timothy was an 11-year-old boy from Birmingham on March 16th of 1977 around 8 p.m. Timothy left his house to go to a drugstore down the road to get candy. This is where my mom was. Hate it. Uh, <laughs> he left the store through the back exit and then went missing. Uh, Timothy's father went on TV and pleaded with the kidnapper to not hurt his son and to let him go. His mother wrote a letter that was published in the Detroit News begging for him to come home so that she could give him his favorite food, which was chicken from KFC. Boy, I feel you. Mm. <sighs> okay. On March 22nd of 1977, Timothy's body was found in a ditch alongside a road in Livonia. Uh, he was fully clothed in what he was wearing when he went missing, and his skateboard had been placed next to his body. An autopsy report showed that he had been sexually assaulted with an object and smothered to death. The report also showed that he had been fed fried chicken before his death. So, the funny thing is... But not that okay. I I don't mean the funny thing. It is like there's something funny about this. But the the ironic thing is while you were like I mean obviously I was listening, mm-hmm. but while you were talking I was I was kind of like still formulating kind of like what I feel is happening, mm-hmm. and I was like it kind of changed my thought. Like the more I was like kind of pe- fitting the pieces together, I was like no 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 I think this is all like the same person. But they have like very much like a some people who like especially pedophiles they have this like. um it's it's like hard to describe it's like a feeling like they they want to protect children mm-hmm. and like they want to preserve like the innocence of children like they want to keep them safe and like it's it's a very like paradoxical thing because they are like abusing them mm-hmm. um and it's like uh, i could like go into more detail about it but like it's, it's very weird but a lot of them feel like they're like protecting the innocence of like these kids and like protecting them and it's so like that's kind of what i was seeing because it's like the boys it's like yes he is abusing them and clearly he has like this pedophilic interest, but Mm -hmm. it's clear he also wants to take care of them. Yeah. Like he feel, he clearly feels remorseful the way he's positioning the bodies, the way he's taking care of them, but he, it seems like he wants to take care of them. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have so many mixed emotions about like, especially that like he knew his favorite food and he, instead of like, cause okay. If you were sadistic, you'd be like, Oh, Hey, here's your favorite food. Like KFC chicken. Like, you're going to watch me eat it before I kill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but to buy him his favorite food and, and feed it to him and like, let him enjoy it. I say in quotation marks, cause mm-hmm. I'm sure he enjoyed none of it, but you know what I'm saying? Like that, that implies like taking care of him. Like he wanted yeah. to comfort him in a way. I like, I forgot about that whole side of the pedophilic mentality. And like when I first read that, I definitely read it as like a, the killer being like, fuck you guys to the like no i take it more as like a comfort thing yeah i mean like now that you remind me that that's a thing for pedophilia like now that makes sense but yeah when i first read it i was like cool so you read that his favorite food was like chicken from kfc and you just did a giant fuck you to his parents 
but yeah I, I like feel now like I'm it's, remembering it's, that I honestly feel like it's almost worse this way though because <sighs> it's like I can I've seen like case studies and stuff of of pedophiles who have done similar things and it's like like that would be exciting for them to read like mm-hmm. to see to be like oh my god like I know his favorite food like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna bring him his favorite food and like I'm a, you know what I mean like I'm gonna take care of him and like that's like that's the worst part to me like honestly I think that's worse like I would rather have it be like a fuck you to my parents yeah I- than like them wanting to take care of me in their own like fucked up way Whatever the reasoning, I hate everything about it. Uh, yeah, so do I. I hate all of it. So, I am done sort of talking about completely awful things, and I can stop hating myself. Uh, so, the profile of the killer um, came about because before Timothy was found, a woman came forward with info and said that um, she told police that the night that he went missing, she saw him talking to an older man in the parking lot behind the drugstore and she said that the man was driving a blue amc gremlin with white stripes on the side which if you've never seen a picture of an amc gremlin they're very distinctive (laughs) i recommend looking it up because holy shit it just screams 1970s um she was also able to give a detailed description to a sketch artist so the profile described a white male age 25 to 35 with shaggy hair and long sideburns. So every white male in the 70s. <laughs> I was just thinking about <laughs> that actually. I don't know why like the finger gun with the clicks is the thing that I'm doing tonight. But here I am being a trash bag. Anyway. So because he was able to gain the trust of children. Police thought that the killer was either parading as law enforcement. A doctor or a clergyman. Uh, They also felt that he probably lived alone and in a remote area since he was able to do this undetected by friends, family, or neighbors. Right. Um, Like, he's clearly got to have space and, you know, quiet. The, like, the fun tidbit that I'll throw in, which kind of backs up the, like, what the police were thinking, is, so, like I said before, my mom and my grandma were at this drugstore when Tim, like, when Timothy was abducted. Well, not abducted, but, like, when, at the same time he was there. And my grandma said that she vividly remembers there being only, like, two cars. Well, like, besides theirs. And that was the gremlin. And then she remembers seeing, like, a post office van. And I'm like... I fucking hate (laughs) it. I hate it. I hate it. But, Mm -hmm. like, if that's the case, then that backs up what police are saying. Where, like, oh, you know, like, he's a law enforcement officer. Like, somehow he's, like, getting kids to trust him. Kids are going to trust a fucking postman without a doubt i mean i would trust the mailman yeah i mean i still would <laughs> like, like, like what life. reason do you have to not trust the mailman except now i just gave you one so now everybody we fucking trust scared fucking of your mailman <laughs> mailman sorry all of the mailmen out there we love you you do a great job one of my friends is a mailman and every time he delivers stuff to my house, he texts me and he's like, hey, I just delivered your package. He's so wholesome and I love <laughs> him to I death know. even though I've never met him. I know. Every time he texts me, I'm like, this is the best thing. I've. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, it's so, yeah, it's so wholesome. It's so wholesome. <laughs> now we f- go into the black hole of despair, which is the suspects. It's my favorite hole of despair. <laughs> <laughs> I, Okay. Guys, when I tell you that I've been obsessing over this case, I mean, I have been obsessing over this case. Like, I looked into every single missing persons report in Michigan and every single Jane and John Doe cases in Michigan and was, like, trying to find 
more victims if if that was at all possible and like stumbled upon this whole other shit show which I'll get into later and this has been taking up way too much of my brain space and I just need it out I need it that's how I felt about Terry Rasmussen I was like I just need to puke out all of my stories <laughs> and I need to just never think uh, about it again this is occupying so much brain space okay so I hate the way that I labeled all of these but here I am so my first bullet point is Alan and Frank so like I said before, part of this task force was um, a criminal psychiatrist, Dr. Bruce Danto. Um, and he received a letter a few weeks after Timothy was discovered. And um, the letter was from someone who was calling themselves Alan. And Alan was the roommate of quote unquote Frank, who was supposedly the Oakland County child killer. Um in the letter, Alan described himself as guilt-ridden and remorseful and scared and suicidal and on the brink of losing his mind and said he had been on the been on road trips with Frank looking for boys and but that he was never present when Frank abducted and the, murdered the children. Uh, he also wrote that Frank drove a gremlin but that he, he had junked it in Ohio never to be seen again. <sighs> There's more, but I needed to breathe. No, I feel you. <laughs> um he told police that the motive for the murders was that frank was forced to kill children while deployed in vietnam and was severely traumatized by it and he was quote seeking revenge on the rich people so that they would suffer like he did i fucking hate everything about none of that logic makes sense no i mean like serial killers rarely make sense in their knowledge so like i wouldn't put it past that being like an actual legitimate reason but like i hate it it's not, it's not a good enough reason no. there's not any reason that's good enough no actually <laughs> yeah i like type that and then i have like 30 question marks and then what the fuck after <laughs> it so i was just like this makes no sense yeah it really doesn't um like oh wow you're sad you had to kill children so your solution is like kill more children right yeah that sounds right like yeah. that makes no sense D- did they force you to to molest them too because like right mm, like kind of seems like something you just wanted to do <laughs> the only bit that makes sense is taking revenge on rich people because like all of these happen in the like birmingham royal oak area that's fair it is a pretty decently wealthy and, area like, that is a fairly wealthy area and like let's be real rich people control the government and the government controls where people go to war so <laughs> yeah i digress <laughs> oh so that's gonna come up and i'm gonna okay nope compose myself i will circle to that eventually but that is gonna come up so i'm so glad (laughs) okay guys morgan has been watching me like have mental breakdowns over this case and like i couldn't tell her anything because i didn't want to like give anything away Cause we don't like, we don't share our cases with each other before we record. So all of our reactions are very organic. So I was just like having mental breakdowns and just freaking out and then looking at her and being like, no, I can't tell you. You just can't know. You cannot know the things you can know nothing. So uh, I'm pretty sure she's been really concerned about my mental health. That's fine. Just mm. a little bit. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. So, uh, Alan wanted to work out a deal, uh, which was that he would bring incriminating pictures against Frank in exchange for immunity. Uh, Dr. Danto agreed to meet Alan at a bar, but surprise, Alan never showed up and was never heard from again. 
hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I labeled this like this, but I fucking here I am. So tip number three hundred and seventy. I don't know why I labeled it like that, but here I am. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was legitimately tip number three hundred and seventy. Don't ask me why I remembered that and why I decided to label it like that, but here I am. So, tip number 370 came from Gregory Green, who was arrested in Flint on pedophilia charges and was like, no, 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 guys, I'll tell you who the Oakland County child killer is if you, like, just let me skate on by. Of course he did. So, he told police that it was Christopher Bush. Fucking hate that name. <laughs> we, uh, we're not big fans of Christopher B's in this household. You know what? That's actually fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay. Because did, 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 did you forget that I had a Chris B too? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll we spill really the aren't. tea a little bit here, but, uh, one of my exes is a Chris B and, uh, Same. this Christopher Bush looks exactly <laughs> like my ex-boyfriend and it's fucking I so hard wild like it i really does, screamed and made part. morgan come out here to show her the picture because i was just freaking out so that's what all of our like side shade jokes are about sorry guys <laughs> but i'm not that sorry he really does though he looks exactly he the looks same exactly and it's so funny like him like that's a, what a weird coincidence. Uh, it makes me so uncomfortable. I think he's, yeah, I think he was reincarnated. You know that would explain some of his. The behavior. dates line up. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, so uh, I shortened it to Chris Bush, and I don't he know. He follows if I really me like on everything. Either. I bet he's gonna <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Anyways, continue. Um, so. Chris, I can't, I don't know if I can do this, uh, was a known pedophile. And when they searched his house, they found a suitcase full of child porn, rope, and two shotguns. He openly admitted to picking up kids, usually boys, but swore he never killed them. Uh, <laughs> he was charged and asked to take a polygraph. And when asked if he knew anything about the missing kids, he said that he did not. And that, and the polygraph said that he was telling the truth. Don't even get me started on polygraph tests because y'all, that shit's not accurate. Don't mind me dying in the background every five seconds. I think I'm getting like, I think I might be starting to develop bronchitis again and I'm getting real like. Yeah, it's about that time of year. Coffee and awful and I have tea yeah. next to me that I'm drinking with an aggressive amount of honey. <laughs> so like, don't, don't mind me in the background. Because <laughs> if we stopped every time I had a cough, we just would never get anywhere. Oh yeah. So like, I, I can't help it. <laughs> So they tried to hold him um, for him, like admitting to picking up kids. Um, his family posted his bail and he went home. So you shouldn't be allowed to have bail in that kind of situation, but continue. It's OK. We get some real poetic justice here in a second. So is he going to die? Yeah. Oh, thank God. So on January 28th of 1977, he was cleared as a suspect in the Stebbins murder, which was the first kid. Right. And then he committed suicide on November 20th of 1978. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. So, I mean, that I mean that does compel him a little bit as but a suspect. Wait, there's more. 
So he was found by the maid. And one of the things that they found was a pile of papers that included a drawing of a kid screaming in clothes very similar to what Mark Stebbins was wearing when he went missing. Ew. I have the picture. (gasps) Please. Oh, my God. I thought I was just going to have to imagine that forever. Like, I th- oh, I no. didn't know if you'd be able to find that. Like, I would, I didn't expect that from you. I, uh, yeah, but, and I feel like that does compel him. Like, well, obviously the drawing is just like fucking weird as shit. Like, that's it's super weird implicating, as shit. But also and, like, like, especially when you see it, it's so unsettling. But like, also just the fact that he also committed suicide is like also compelling because like, you know, uh, people usually do that. Well, here's something for you to ponder while I pull up the picture. Though I guess he'd have that stigma on him forever, even if he didn't do anything wrong. So... Here's something for you to ponder. Okay. While I pull up the Sorry, picture. I will ponder. Uh, some speculate the legitimacy of the suicide since he was found with a gunshot between the eyes via a rifle and there was no measurable gunshot residue on his hands. Does this sound familiar? Kurt Cobain, does this sound fucking familiar, Courtney Love? Well, okay, well, it depends on how he held the gun because... Uh, when you shoot yourself with a rifle in the center from the front and then exit okay but it's back. actually really common when people kill themselves with rifles because they're so big is what they'll do is they'll let me demonstrate you can't see me but you know you'll just have to imagine in your head what i'm doing right now <laughs> i want to take a picture <laughs> so of this you put the gun with like the trigger part down by your feet like on like a bed or something and you tuck your toe and what your t- your toe is what you're going to use to like hit the trigger but then you hold the gun barrel to the center of your forehead and then you whoop, either in your mouth or like the center of your forehead and then you whoop, with the trigger that's why like it's super fucking inconvenient to kill yourself with a rifle that's why like a lot of people don't do it unless they have to so but also i mean i definitely don't think kurt cobain killed himself i just want to throw that out there i don't i, I didn't want to <sighs> say that like i thought kurt cobain committed suicide because like absolutely not i had to throw that in there because it's literally the exact same but i mean it is possible to do it's, possible, it's, it's just, just like the way kurt it's cobain not. is killed is not probable and i just uh, yeah but like in this case like so do i like it i'll post this on the instagram but for morgan there's the drawing that they found i'm sorry did a second grader draw that <laughs> Did Mark Stebbins draw that of himself? Because that's the only way I accept it. <laughs> because everything else is... N- n- yeah. No. I mean, it's... N- not, n- not a great drawing, but... Um, I hate everything about it, honestly. Yeah, man. If you're going to be creepy as shit, at least be creepy as shit as a, <laughs> and a good artist. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Don't be creepy and bad. <laughs> Don't torture me twice. <laughs> uh, before anybody, like, comes at us with negative reviews... We know we're making jokes, but, like, that's the only way that we can deal with this, because this shit's fucked. Yeah, like, it's absolutely fucked. Humor is how we cope. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck it. I literally was, like, tearing up when you were telling me earlier, like, when we were talking about it. I was it. tearing like, up when I said the thing about him being found with KFC in yeah, his tum-tum. Like, like, that like I hated thing. everything about yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to. But, like, uh, obviously, we would never get anywhere if we just stopped the whole... I, the okay. whole episode and you would hate that too and you know you would hate that too I'm we do what we shamelessly can. shout out morbid again but like bless elena's whole ass heart because she's a mom like she's got twins that are two or three and then she just had a baby and they just fucking covered um like the the school bus of kids that went missing and i was like 
I haven't listened to a single podcast in a really long. I haven't even listened <laughs> to our podcast except when I'm editing them. So, like, I have a hard time talking about child m- murders, and I'm not a mom, so I can't imagine being a mom who just had a baby and talking, like, talking about, about kids. Ugh. stuff. Fucking bless Elena well, and Ash like and Morbid. They're amazing. Well, I know there's like a bunch of ones that are specifically like mo- I think like there's like moms and murders or something like that mm-hmm. or like. Yeah, like there's a bunch of yeah. those people. A lot of, uh, I feel like a lot of people in the podcasting community actually do have like children. Like a lot of them are like older. I feel like Bless at least true crime wise. Plus all of you. Yeah, like I don't know how you do it. Yeah, y'all are strong as fuck. The real MVPs. Okay, so now that we're done gassing up like every podcast ever, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some we're casual compliments for your day. Right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna move on to the next. I almost said victim. The suspect. I tried not to take up again in the middle of that. Um, So our next one is Arch Sloan. And he's kind of one of the main people that police were looking at. And uh, he's a hot mess express. So Sloan has a real gross history with pedophilia. Well, I hate that intro. (laughs) It's the worst first sentence you can say (laughs) about someone, I think. I think that, like, takes the cake. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Don't worry. It's all going to get real bad real quick. Oh, good. So That's what I live for. His first bump in with the law when it comes to his whole pedophilia thing uh, was in 1959. He was charged with gross indecency in Detroit, which, like, what's the difference between indecency and gross indecency? Like, is one of those just, like, indecency, like, you were cute and nobody was real mad about it, and, like, gross indecency was, like, nobody wanted to see that. I think What's so. the difference? <laughs> I want Well, I think, I think indecency is being just, like, naked in public, and I think gross indecency is, like, a sexual component to it. Mm, like, it. you're not just walking around naked. You're, like, nope. doing something sexually. Mm, nope. Don't want any more clarification. I immediately regret asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was sentenced to two and a half years in prison, and he paroled in 1961. Then, in 1970, he was convicted in Pennsylvania on charges of sodomy and corrupting the morals of a minor. Don't want clarification on that one. I regret asking about the last one, and I'm not going to ask again. <laughs> uh, he was sentenced to 10 years and paroled in 1975, which, for those who are really bad at math, that means he only did five years for it. In 1978... I don't know why I just said that like a game show host. <laughs> uh, he was accused in two separate sexual assault cases. Um, the first one, he was convicted of second degree criminal sexual conduct and served in six months in 1979. And then in 1980, he was convicted of third degree criminal sexual conduct and served a year in prison. He sounds like fun. Does he sound like a real winner? I'm not he done yet. He sounds great. I'm, I'm not done yet. <laughs> so his last one and uh my uh, least favorite was in 1983 he sexually assaulted a 10 year old boy who was the son of one of his co-workers um the son was staying with him under the guise of going on a fishing trip in the morning uh he <sighs> he made a bet with the child that if he could beat him in a race he would give him a dollar And if the child lost, then he had to do whatever he said, which I fucking hate you for being such a goddamn predator. 
so are you throwing hands or am I throwing hands or <laughs> is he dead? Because like, I'll go to the afterlife and throw hands. Like I just, you know, I'm cool with whatever, uh, whatever we got to do, man. The state of Michigan threw hands. I'll get there. That's fair. But so, I, I want my own retribution. Strangely enough, a grown ass man beat a 10 year old in a foot race. Who would have guessed? And <laughs> um, he gave the boy a mixture of wine and juice and then raped him. Um, <laughs> I I didn't mean to like that was not a laugh that was just like a what the fuck <laughs> I I just can't imagine how bad wine and juice mixed together would be. Do you know how many times I had to read that? Like it did not process the first time I read it I, like, or the second felt time. The taste of that in my <laughs> mouth and it was just so gross. It's I, all, like yeah. I just I hate everything about it. Oh, just give him wine at that point. Right. Like, I don't just tell him it's giving grape him juice. wine, but like just why would oh yep. Oh, I awful. Hate it. Don't torture him. Yep. Jesus Christ. Uh so yep, he gave him that concoction from hell and then raped him. Oh God, uh, I hate all of it. The next morning he dropped the boy off at a gas station with five dollars and told him not to tell anyone what happened. Thankfully this child is not a fucking idiot. Is not a fu- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like went to his parents and was like, uh, uh. so your homeboy. <laughs> not really. He was like ten, so he's probably like, uh, dad. <laughs> Um, so they, you know, charged him with being a f- fucking garbage human being. <laughs> being the worst human um, being. He tried to have himself declared mentally unfit to stand trial. <laughs> oh, I almost made Morgan spit out her tea. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I should have known it was coming. Yeah. So he tried to have himself, himself declared <sighs> mentally unfit on the premise that he was unable to achieve sexual arousal or completion without the presence of a child that's literally just the definition of pedophilia yeah he tried so to be like i'm mentally unstable because i'm a pedophile and i can't stand trial no you're still stable you're yeah. fucked but you're still stable see and i think what people don't understand is like you can be crazy as shit and still be mentally fit to stand trial because actually, well, it only matters in like two kind of factors. So first of all, it matters if you were like mentally unstable at the time of the crime mm-hmm. and if they can prove that you were. And it also matters if you're like literally so mentally unstable, like you're not capable of like understanding you're in a courtroom. Uh, but like just because you're crazy doesn't doesn't mean you get a pass. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just because you're a right. pedophile doesn't mean you get a pass. Like, just because you fucking, like, it doesn't even matter if you have, like, schizophrenia or whatever. Like, as long as you are, like, it's, you know, handled and you can understand what's going on in the courtroom and, like, comprehend, like, your actions and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You're still mentally fit. So, like, all the people that try to just rush to the, like, fucking insanity defense just, like, that shit kills me. Like, yeah. y'all are like, so fucking very dumb. yeah just y'all y'all need to quit and like the level of crazy you have to be to really be like mentally astronomical it's like it's so obvious to tell when people are faking it right like you have to be at such a high level like there's no way to fake that convincingly right so like we've covered people that had to be kept in a fucking cage during their trial and they were still considered mentally fit to stand trial literally like (laughs) this man's is in a whole ass cage up here right like dancing naked and shit and like he's still fine (laughs) he still knows what's happening in the courtroom like like he still had to go on trial like you really think you're gonna get off 
yeah, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Uh, so, strangely enough, he was denied and uh, was convicted on two counts of first-degree criminal sexual conduct. And in 1985, are you ready? Yes. Michigan sentenced him to life in fucking prison. Where he still is. to die. <laughs> okay, but at least... Okay, but don't you, like, also kind of want him to die? Well, yeah. I want <laughs> him to get, like, ass cancer, but... I mean, at least it's better than fucking two and a half years paroled in 61, six months, five years, one year... I'm not gonna lie. Even like they finally got their shit together, and we're like, "Oh, well, you have a track record. You clearly can't be trusted in the public. So, how about you just spend your life behind bars?" So satisfying. Once in the very great blue moon, when fucking right, the courts do something right. Well, the best part was this man's mom wrote a letter to the court and was like, "I know that what he did was wrong, but do you really think that you're helping him by putting him behind bars? Don't you think yep. he deserves psychiatric help?" And I'm like, "Bitch, no." No, no. <laughs> absolutely not. No, because your son deserves to get ass cancer. <laughs> yeah. And there's like there's a difference between people who commit sexual crimes and people who are just pedophiles, mm-hmm. because just because you're a pedophile does not mean that you abuse children. Yeah. Like, you know, I like I don't support pedophilia in any way, of course. But like just because you are a pedophile does not mean that you have automatically injured children or even considered ever touching a child in real life. Because right. a lot of pedophiles are very aware that their attractions are wrong. They're unable to stop them. They're compulsive. But they would never, ever, ever harm a child. And most of them will never put themselves in situations where they even interact with children because they mm-hmm. know that they cannot control themselves. Or like they'll go get therapy or they'll go get, you know, help. Yeah. And like all that stuff. But like then there's people like that yeah that are just like no you're just a dick no like you can you you, you are attacking be children trusted. because you know you can easily manipulate children and like they're small and they can't fight you you know what i mean like you're a little bitch boy that's just hurting kids like fuck you well and that's the thing is that and, like, like don't try to take the stupid like i'm a pedophile i, I need psychiatric help no uh, you're a dick no like yeah. fuck off <laughs> well and that's the thing too is that like by 1983, he had already been convicted and gone to prison on four separate occasions for this. Like, you have proven that you are learning nothing. You're never going to be rehabilitated. Like, getting in trouble for this. And you have proven that you cannot be trusted in society. So, do you know where you get to stay? In prison. Like, fuck, like, oh, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, amen to, like, the state of Michigan. But, like, fuck right off, fuck. dude. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh... So he was an early suspect for all four murders and he allowed police to search his car, which was a 66 Pontiac, which doesn't quite fit the gremlin thing. But apparently like one of his friends said they had like quite a few cars and they tried to be like, oh, he either had something to do with it or he loaned one of his cars to a buddy who was doing everything, which right. <laughs> um. But in the 66 Pontiac, a hair was found and stored and like early 2000s, they reopened this case and like redid all the DNA evidence because, you know, technology had advanced and they found that it matched hair found on the victims. So it specifically matched a hair that was found on Mark's clothing and two hairs that were found on Tim, but they did not match Sloan. Are you with me? Yeah. So like. 
So there's hairs in the car that matched hairs on the bodies, mm-hmm. but those did not come from the guy who owned the car. Correct. Cool. So glad that you were on track with that. Uh, that's all I have for him. He's still in prison. <laughs> they well, did a polygraph th- on him and asked if he knew anything about it. And like he failed the polygraph, but he hasn't like said anything. That's fucking. Wild. I feel like at that point, yeah, it might be someone like he. No, I feel like he at least has to be aware of it. If it's happening in his own vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Or like, well, well, okay, wait. So the the hair was in his personal car, which was not the gremlin. It was the Pontiac, right? Yes, it was in the 66 Pontiac. So that would have to be someone that he like was, he knew. Like someone who was riding in his car with him mm-hmm. was also at least interacting with these bodies in some way. Yeah. Well, and when they... When the lady said that she had saw the gremlin, police checked every registered gremlin in in Michigan. Which is not that many, I'm sure. Yeah. Which, yeah. They're not that great cars, so. <laughs> yeah. They weren't, like, wildly, wildly popular. Yeah. I think my dad actually drove a gremlin. And I'm pretty sure it was, like, neon green. And your dad, that checks out. <laughs> like, 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 the kind of neat, because they always tell stories about it. And it's, like, neon green to the point where, like, in the winter, like, it would, like, glow. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> um, I think it was a gremlin. But anyways... Um, but, uh, oh, my brain just went dumb for a second. Uh, <laughs> oh, so it has to be someone like, so in that case, like I, de- he might not like actually be involved, but, but he, he, knows he definitely something. knows something. Like he must have some inkling of who, who it was even like just, he, I'm sure he just knows who's been in his car within the last like six months of them searching it that probably right. could have left hair in it. You know what I mean? exactly like he definitely knows at least something oh don't you worry and for a guy Um, who rapes children regularly if his friend was raping and murdering children they probably would have shared some fucking stories Mm -hmm. because uh strangely enough birds of a feather feather (laughs) feather birds of a feather flock Flock together together. and don't you worry i'm gonna get there Um, I do kind of like I will just interject I do kind of enjoy that each of these people even though they weren't like necessarily caught for these murders has had their own kind of like retribution yeah they're all kind of garbage but yeah they've all had something but like they've all like I I feel satisfied yeah the karma has bit them all in the ass (laughs) so are you ready for me to put up my cork board with my red strings because that's about to be me are you gonna channel your inner Charlie Day I really am (laughs) I fucking love Charlie. So, saddle up, kiddos, because uh, this is about to be a wild ride. Okay. So, during my research for this case, I found another case in Michigan of an eight-year-old boy who was sexually assaulted, and it was about five months post Mark's murder. So, the first kid. Okay. Um, like five months after was when this kid surfaced. He's still alive. Um, he went to the ER and like reported everything that happened to him. Good. Are Good you for him. Ready for this fucking nonsense. Uh, okay. So, this eight-year-old was lured to a quote-unquote boys' camp for like troubled kids by his gym teacher. 
Wait, are you going to fucking talk about, what is it? Is it like Beaver Island? Or Fox Island? Fox Island. You bet your fucking ass I am. I knew it was a fucking animal. <laughs> oh my God, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> because it has to be related. And if it's not related, then I just want to expose it again. <laughs> I love it. We're not sleeping on fucking pedophiles. Oh yeah, I know all, all about this fucking. This island's a wild. It really wild is. Thing. fucking wild so, shit. It was called Fox Island. It was up in, well, not like in the UP, but like. It's like between the lower peninsula and the upper peninsula. Like yeah. kind of like Mackinac Island, like that kind of floating in between thing. We call it up north because it's north of us because Michigan's trash and we just refer to everything as up north. Yeah, everything's up north, <laughs> even when you're not going north. <laughs> so Fox Island was a camp that was like parading as a boys camp for like troubled kids. And there was never more than five to um, five to six boys on the island at a time. This functioned on fucking donations including government donations uh, just would like to put that out there and um being a donor for the island meant that you got access to the boys i can hate it um so for the most part they're what like the boys kind of had free reign of the island like they could go swimming and canoeing and hiking and this all sounds really great right uh no uh, there was one event on the island which was called Picture Time, which they were tied to trees. They were tied together. It, it's basically just set aside time for child porn. And if a donor Great, was there and wanted to that. do anything, then they could do something with the boys. Hate it so Ugh. fucking much. This sounds very familiar, though. <laughs> oh, don't you worry, I'm getting there. And um, so, yeah, this got exposed... First, when the um, the eight-year-old was like, hey, guys, this shit happened. Um, but then also in July of 76, a kid whose identity is being hidden, but they just kind of refer to him as Eddie, uh, went to his mom and to the police about what happened. Essentially a similar thing. Yeah. yeah. And was like, hey, yo, this shit's wild. And um, so, yeah, they went to the island and tried to... Uh, kind of bust it and like it was it's basically this whole like pedo child porn ring right like like i said the donate the island was taking donations if you donated you got access to the boys whether that meant pictures or sexual assault uh it was owned by francis sheldon who bought the island and like built this whole camp mm-hmm. who disappeared into fucking nowhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh so he caught wind that they were gonna come get him and he fled and has not been found or heard from since so don't we love it here's where my red string comes in this island was functioning at the same time as the boys uh, or as the oakland county child killer all of the boys that were taken to this island are the same goddamn age as the boys that were taken (sighs) there's no way this isn't connected i don't care how or why, but it has to be connected. Whether wait, okay, hold on, I have an idea. Okay, so wait, when was it busted? Uh, seventy six. When was the first murder? Uh, seventy six. 
this was busted July of 76 and the first murder was winter of 76 I think December oh Oh. fucking bet did you make that connection at the same time i made that connection because yeah guess who no longer had access to little boys somebody whatever he wanted with somebody that no longer had an outlet and they escalated because once they took that first boy there i bet they were like there's no one to solve this problem for me there's no camp there's no people bigger than me there's no one to solve this i don't you know what i mean like i have this boy in front of me and i have to deal with this problem i can't just let him go he's gonna point people right to me oh we're on to something it has to be one of the donors because there's it has to be maybe it could be frank because like i said he went missing and like has never been heard from again but i feel like but i feel i like this one i feel like if you're the owner of the island and you're fleeing like you're fleeing out of the country you're not fleeing to southern michigan and because sloan is a regular abuser of children it would not be out like it wouldn't be out of the blue for him to know people who had been involved with this whole yeah thing. either he was involved with the island or he like had buddies that were part of the island and that buddy could have been who was riding in his fucking car where the <sighs> harris came from oh no i hate everything about it you're welcome. <laughs> I thought I was done with this, and you're not. No. I'm, I'm so sorry I did this to you. But, like, you have to admit, sounds pretty fucking... Oh. Doesn't sound half bad, does now it? Now I have to find everything. I have to it's find... all that tea, man. All that people fucking... People that were I've fucking been, donating to I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, um... For those who have the memory of an elephant, you might remember that uh, Morgan made a joke about Epstein not killing himself. And I said, don't worry, I'll circle around to that. And here's why. Would you like to know where Epstein went to college at one point? Here we go again. The Interlochen School for the Arts. Where I also went. (laughs) Please don't admit to that. (laughs) Do you want to know where that is? Northern Michigan. Do you want to know when he went? When he went? The same time as the Fox Island was operating. I'm not saying that Epstein was involved with Fox Island. I'm just saying Epstein didn't kill himself. (laughs) (laughs) But also sounds pretty fucking goddamn suspicious and coinky dink. Yeah. I mean, Epstein's thing was girls, not boys. But like his MO was very similar to Fox Island. And uh, he definitely knew some people and was taking some notes. And, uh, if it looks like I committed suicide, please know that I did not. It was probably the Clintons, and I am going to die for saying all of this, and I love all of you so much. So, um, if I commit suicide, <laughs> um, I did not mean to commit suicide. It uh, definitely was not me. And, uh, it was the Clintons. Probably the Clintons, and also maybe the lizard people. <laughs> I'm open to both. <laughs> did I mention that we were going to dive real deep down a conspiracy theory hole and I was going to have my cork board with my red strings because I think I warned you guys about that. Did I mention Epstein didn't kill himself? <laughs> How many times do I have to say that before we get like demonetized? <laughs> I think it's at least four. This episode's <laughs> just going to disappear. <laughs> so if you guys never hear this episode uh, or if you do hear this episode, download it immediately and send it to all of your friends because it might not exist for very long. <laughs> We're on to something here, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't know about if we're onto something with the Epstein. I mean, oh, we're, but we're like, mildly onto something with the Epstein shit. Like, he definitely took notes. He definitely knew people because, like, 
the similarities there are just they're too w- yeah just, they're too similar to not and to like, be coincidences there just aren't there are some coincidences like oh man you and your friend wore the same shirt how crazy but like big stuff like that big stuff like that's never coincidences yeah, no like the w- universe doesn't work like that Mm-mm. little things yes big things n- no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i'm calling bullshit you know you could think of the universe as a female best friend uh so i'm not gonna lie i did my spotify wrapped um <laughs> today and i was embarrassed to share it because um all of it was just beetlejuice it was like favorite album beetlejuice uh favorite thing through every single season was beetlejuice uh favorite artists were like all beetlejuice <laughs> and i was like this is this is embarrassing <laughs> i was like I'm, I'm embarrassed for myself yeah uh Fuck. I thought I was getting I thought I was clearing headspace of this case. But now I just need to look into everybody who was involved with Fox Island and see who moved downstate. Cause somebody sometimes was big you just mad. need someone to like pop in and like sometimes when you stare at things for so long it's hard to like connect certain dots. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it helps to have like new eyes. Somebody was big mad about their child porn ring getting shut down and came downstate. Mm. But then why why go for the girls? Could it just be what's available. That explains the boys, but that doesn't explain the girls, especially because the girls weren't okay, sexually assaulted. Girl porn sells, like, but but then they probably would have been sexually assaulted if they were filming them for like a porn ring. Still, mm. I mean, child porn isn't always sexual acts with children. Sometimes it's just like lewd pictures of children. That stuff. It could just been they were convenient and they knew that they could still make money off of it. Maybe. Or. I still feel like it could be almost more than one person. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like, I just, just because I, I think it could be like I still like that idea of like the donor and stuff, but the donor could be. Like arranging it per se. Like he might have taken the first boy, for himself. Oh, then what got overwhelmed you know what i mean like sexually assaulted him did all that got overwhelmed was like holy shit there's no one to take care of this problem this is just a me thing and like i don't know how to get myself out of this so like he kills him you know takes feels remorse takes care of him like launders his clothes puts him together leaves him doesn't get caught and then realizes Holy shit, like I might be oh, on yeah, something guess here. that like narcissism high from not getting caught. Right, yeah, like holy shit. That worked out just fine. Like maybe I'm on to something here. And then he could be even telling a buddy, you know what I mean? Even fucking Sloan being like, "Hey dude, like that worked out for me beautifully." Like you want a girl? Like, you know what I mean? And then Sloan he takes also care going of after boys though. But you know, I mean, so, you know, no, whoever. I, know. I, I get your point. I yeah, just, I couldn't remember. But you know what I'm saying? Like something like that or like uh, or even just that like it was convenient and he took the girl and then was like, "Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't like, like yeah, this." Like, girls are my thing. Yeah. Maybe tried it one more time cuz it was convenient. Was like, "Yeah, okay, this really isn't my thing." That's and true, then went back the first to girl boys. was 12 and then the second one was 10. Right. So maybe he was so like, maybe "Oh, maybe it's like, just oh, the maybe age." Cuz like also a 10-year-old, like, a 12-year-old girl could be, like, on her period. A little stuff. bit Because, like, developed. I got my period at, like, 10. Yeah. But, like, yeah, so they could be, like, more developed. or But, like, a 10-year-old girl is going to be much more, like, boy-like. Yeah. So he could be, like, oh, you know, 
she was much more like you know younger like less developed like maybe it'll be fine and then he's like yeah this is really not my thing and then just took a boy the next time i hate everything this did not clear up headspace for me (laughs) i'm sorry i made this worse for you oh man i think that i okay i hate picking cases like this because i don't have like a nice little bow to wrap it all up in it's just like well here's the people that they looked at we still have no fucking idea who and i'm angry and uh (laughs) i have no pretty bow for you to wrap this up in there's no closure there's no end to the story we're just gonna have to either die mad about it or solve it ourselves you can't see my aggressively Bet. like lifted eyebrows, but if you don't they were there. think that I'm about to email Barry King and being like, hey, home dude, uh, have we considered this option? Because uh, I think we should just link him to the not really. <laughs> I like I wanted to reach out to him so bad because he's been so vocal about all of this. But like, I did not want to dredge that back up. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, there's a time and a place where I think it's OK um but yeah i feel like when it involves children like unless they reach out to you first Mm -hmm. like i that's like a line i i don't think i could do well and especially because they just made the documentary oh i'll plug that because that's where i got a large majority of oh yeah i want to watch that you said it was um investigation discovery or discovery Mm -hmm. investigation whatever investigation discovery my favorite the id channel that's my shit uh, they did a two-part documentary called Children of the Snow or Children in the Snow, something like that. And it's on Hulu. And it's um, led by a guy who was a child at the time of all of this. And like a dude rolled up to him in a car and grabbed his arm and tried to get him to go with him. And he was like, no, I'm not going with you. They're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then like all of this happened and then as an adult he was like i probably almost got picked up by the fucking oakland county child killer right like, and then he and got, then real he got like about real it. obsessed <laughs> and like, yeah. did the whole documentary but That's yeah dope. uh timothy king's dad shows up in the documentary and so like and that was released earlier this year so like it recently got judged up for tim's dad and like i'm not gonna do that to somebody like you already recently had this all dragged back up for you like i'm not gonna do it again and I'm sure right now they're overwhelmed with people just being oh, like... Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I have a hard time. When it's like a kid, like... I mean, it'd be one thing if, like, they reached out to us and were like... Or if they were very vocal, like, yes, we want to do these things. Like, please reach out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like... I can't imagine being in a, like, a situation like that. And I can't even imagine what they're going through or, like, what that would feel like. And I would hate to do anything to ever make that burden worse for someone like yeah well am i like and the media doesn't give a fuck right people are vultures especially the news like that shit's wild to me yeah i see that's why we're not like other news like we're not like other media outlets like we actually give a fuck right like Like, i like i briefly thought about it and then i was like no and like my nail in the coffin for ooh, nope nope hate myself for saying that uh my like final bit where i was like there's no way i'm reaching out to him was when my grandma was telling me about her and my mom being at the same store that tim was like my grandma was tearing up telling me about it and like my mom didn't even get abducted they were just at the same place at the same right, time like it's such a powerful emotion like, to think that your child could even 
possibly get hurt right and like seeing my grandma get teared up just at the thought of my mom potentially being a victim was just like no i'm not contacting the family of an actual victim that's not happening right and it's like yeah there's been like other cases or like we've talked to other people who have either experienced things as a kid or like you know whatever something has happened to like one of their family members Mm -hmm. but like that has been on a like they reached out to us yeah basis. we we have <laughs> one case that we're working on where the only reason i'm in contact with the family of the victims is because they came to us first right and absolutely and they're amazing and wonderful and i'm so excited for that which we is love her so much unfortunately for legal reasons is yeah we have a to delay wait. on it we've been until really waiting. uh it's january now. now yeah we'll explain Some, why we we'll had to keep pushing later. this episode off but it's been we're very excited for it. and then we talked to um someone about a a different case of the attachment therapy and oh yeah, that, yeah yeah which was like about their experiences as a kid but also same situation they reached out to me and we're like hey mm-hmm. i have this story let's talk about it so like totally different <laughs> but anyways there's also that case i don't think i'm actually gonna do a full episode on it so i guess we'll just talk about it now if uh, anybody wants to listen about it. So this Facebook page was brought to my attention. And it was in support of... Uh, <gasps> oh, is this those... Is this those wild ass mm-hmm. bitches? Oh my God, that shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not enough for a case, but holy shit. That, that shit's weird as fuck. <laughs> They're uh Oh, the Facebook oh, page got taken down. <gasps> oh, I'm so glad. Either that it got shit taken was... down or they blocked me because it says that I can't reply to the conversation anymore. Um, just a brief little summary of this garbage person. Um, so in June of 2011, 27 year old Lauren Giddings was, uh, fucking murdered. <laughs> um, Stephen McDaniel snuck <laughs> that, was a, into that was an intro. <laughs> it was an was intro. Fucking murdered. Stephen McDaniel snuck into her apartment and was just like watching her sleep. She woke up. He apparently panicked strangled her threw her in her own bathtub left came back dismembered her body and then threw it in a fucking dumpster well i hate that yeah so there was a a facebook page that was in support of stephen mcdaniel and they reached out (sighs) and um this whole conversation's a fucking roller coaster. So I started with just like, what's your relation to Steven? Like I've scrolled through some of the posts and like you guys have obviously have very strong feelings about the case. Like what got you here? And they replied and was like, Steven and I, along with another girl, share a relationship more in spirit because he's in jail. He really is a sweetheart and an innocent man. He made a mistake. He has to plead not guilty and is not sure he isn't but he did have an infatuation with lauren and he cared about her but she wouldn't give him the time of day so he admired her from afar until things got out of hand we do believe she put herself in danger but we never called her a whore or anything which they did i saw the facebook post where they called her a whore you you showed me the facebook post um one time i got heated and made a post calling her a tease but i removed it and made a public apology which you didn't remove it because i saw it like um, it was, I, it, I saw it. Like it was still there. Right. Uh, it was sad what happened to Lauren, but we also see Steven's side as well, and others do not. And so I was like, 
sure i'll play along for a second so it's like so then what's steven's side like what's the full story and they replied and said he was studying for the bar exam in law school i can imagine it's very stressful and i believe with his infatuation with lauren he wanted to sneak into her apartment and take her panties fucking hate it uh she woke up took off the mask and he panicked he would have lost everything and so that's what he thought was right at the time and he thought he could get away his intention was not to hurt lauren at all each of our page admins have watched all the Stephen mcdaniel documentaries and read all the articles about him they say he would have been a serial killer and he went into the apartment to kill lauren he wanted the panties which is creepy and weird i'll admit that but his, <laughs> which intentions, is creepy and weird. <laughs> his intentions in the hearsay said about him is false they need to know his side um i contacted a couple of my partners maybe they can shed some light on our cause too because there's like a couple of people that were adminning this page right and i was like yeah i mean the more information the better like just let me know and uh they asked if i was gonna cover it and i was like oh you know like i'm still deciding like i'm still kind of doing research and whatever so another one of the admins messaged me and said Stephen mcdaniel has a voice yet it has yet to be heard what happened back in june of 2011 was beyond a mistake steven was obsessed with a woman whom he believed was absolutely beautiful we have all been obsessed with somebody no we haven't it's completely normal no it's not no (laughs) nope (laughs) all aside steven was charged with brutally killing and dismembering lauren giddings it has been said steven had the intentions of a serial killer and that he lacks all empathy and remorse he does i've seen interviews with him he's uh in his education (laughs) i'm just enjoying how fired up you are right now i uh, i'll get on my soapbox once i'm done reading this but y'all um in his education how i don't understand this bit how the murder was on sunday and that he disposed of her remains on that up and coming tuesday the night lauren died steven was in her apartment watching her at the time, he did not have the intention of killing her. When she woke, she was startled, so he pounced. All he wanted to do was knock her out. In the struggle, Lauren removed the mask and said, Stephen, please stop. At this point, Stephen was caught. He froze from panic, therefore not releasing his grip. He knew Lauren would tell the police and be in a shitload of trouble. When she stopped moving, Stephen carried her to the tub and he left. He later returned to his apartment, but he did not sleep. He did not know what to do. He woke. He went into a state of shock and numbness, thus his ability to dismember her. He returned to her apartment with a hacksaw from the, the utility closet. Stephen McDaniel did not rape or sexually assault Lauren Giddings. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if like autopsy reports are saying that, then it kind of makes it true. But you know, yeah, because they're so mm-hmm. motivated yeah, to lie yeah. about that. Right. Uh, to remove all doubt, her torso was tested and Stephen's DNA was not in Lauren. Mm. Mm. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, detectives declared that she was not, and I say not sexually accosted in any way. Uh, except I'm pretty sure there's reports that she was, but you know, go off. Um, to keep this short, we're so f- far past that. <laughs> Stephen was described by prosecuting attorney David Cook as a wannabe serial killer. He and detectives claimed that Stephen's intentions were to brutally kill Lauren. This is completely misconstrued. Stephen panicked and used bad judgment as a result. It went downhill from there. Oh my God, there's so much more of this to read. Okay. 
Stephen's intentions were not to kill Lauren. If they were, he would have strangled her and dismembered her all at once. He did not. Stephen left a torso in the middle of summer in Georgia in the dumpster three to four days before the truck was to pick up the garbage. Even a 14-year-old knows not to do that. He left out evidence that was simple to throw away. Stephen is an extremely brilliant man, and if he wanted to kill Lauren in this way, and he, and he, away with it, he would have. Oh, and get away with it, he would have. Whew. Uh, I'm in no way saying Stephen is innocent. I am incredibly sorry for Lori, Lauren's friends and family. What happened cannot be changed, but the future can be. Not only does the media show only the bad, but also makes somebody like Stephen insane. Makes somebody like Stephen look insane and dangerous. Nobody wow, sees that he murdered someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think that that's a it's it's reasonable. Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what? nobody sees the good Stephen has in him which is hard to hear based solely on what happened overall and that is understandable yeah because he killed someone if you want people to know how special you are don't kill someone it's not that hard it's like the first rule you learn but I know Stephen deep down he wakes up every morning reminded of Lauren and he is hurting endlessly he isn't safe in prison last August of 2018 he weighed in only 128 pounds he is six feet tall this is beyond unhealthy um blah 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 blah. our goal is to have steven paroled up north in the country we will take him in and care for him justice for steven mcdaniel is a facebook page i run with three others in an attempt to spread the awareness unfortunately most reviews and comments cast sin and wish torture and death upon steven and the creators of the page Oh, I forgot that there was more freaking messages from these people. You I don't can't have to read all of them. I'm not. <laughs> the uh, it's 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 all in the same. I remember you letting me read them. It was all in the same vein, anyways. The Cliff Notes version is basically that like they're crazy as fuck. This page is one run by three women that are all in their early twenties, which I know that because they told me, and like. There was a Facebook post where I showed Morgan because I was literally so fucking outraged where like she said something about uh, Lauren like running past in her little like jogging shorts and whatever. Yeah. Women are allowed to fucking exist and to run in shorts because they live in Georgia and it's fucking hot. That does not excuse you breaking into somebody's apartment and watching murdering them, sleep, them and then murdering them putting them in a bathtub and dismembering their body and leaving the parts in a fucking dumpster i'm sorry but i'm not sorry what you're wearing will never ever justify that and that is why i'm not doing this as a full episode because it doesn't deserve it there's no, no absolutely not he's a trash person doesn't deserve yeah all of that attention these women don't and just like uh i have such a problem with like women who like fall in love with like serial killers and like just shitty people like that stop just, having serial killer fetishes it's fucking ridiculous like just stop it's not it's not cute you're not no. quirky you're not gonna change you're not them. edgy you're not gonna fix them you can't rehabilitate them like, like if, if, if anything and i'm not even trying to say like no one can ever be rehabilitated or anything like that but like you personally alone with your fucking crush on this person who's killed someone like you are not going to fix them maybe decades of like therapy and like support systems and friends and hobbies and stuff might fix them 
mm-hmm. you're not going to fix them. No. Like, get over yourself. Hope. Well, and that's, <laughs> this is the thing, too, is, like, when you get to a point where you're so infatuated with somebody that you're victim, victim blaming somebody who, again, what, what is wrong with you? was asleep in her own apartment. And had somebody break in and brutally murder her. Which you've acknowledged. Which, which you, they, yeah. They have openly acknowledged that you you know she was asleep and that she did nothing wrong. Oh, he was just there to steal some panties and she woke up and he panicked. How dare no. she wake up when someone's walking around in her room <sighs> trying to steal her clothing? Like, it's, it's almost just, like they blame her for waking up, too. It's like... Yeah, they victim blamed the shit out of her and that was really, like, my breaking point of like no i'm not giving you an episode this isn't happening but also like this kid just gives me hella ted bundy vibes like he kind of looks like ted bundy like he was doing real creepy shit like ted bundy was he was in law school and tried to like give legal advice on his own case Hmm, doesn't that sound fucking familiar ted bundy (laughs) like wrong though (laughs) you're absolutely right i just think it's funny I just went off on a whole ass tangent and I'm so sorry. <laughs> this was way off topic about. Yeah. Now I'm just frustrated and I need to be done. So anyways, follow us on, us on the social media, <laughs> but don't contact me about your bullshit victim blaming on our social media. Yeah. We're not, a, not playing games. Yeah. We're not, we're not into victim blaming and we're not. That's just okay. Yep. Did yep. Because now I'm getting mad about other cases in the future <laughs> that I haven't even talked about yet. And so, okay. Yeah. We're done yeah. here. Follow us on um, so mad. all of the wonderful things Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, all of the Twitch, you know, all of that is Bitches and Murders podcast. Um, Twitter is at and murders. That's really the only thing that's different. And our email is be and murders podcast at gmail. Um, Please validate Morgan's existence with an email. Somebody. No one even emails me on my personal email. I don't even get... I just want an email. Someone love me. Thank you. I love you. Someone love me enough to... You don't don't email me either. I live with you. You text me constantly. (laughs) I'm going to send you a fucking email as soon as this is over. Uh... No, it's going to be one of like not expecting it. <laughs> it's just going to be like, new email from Sierra. I'm just going to be like, sup, bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, my brain is melting. Yeah, I'm kind of, I fried my ba- my brain by getting really mad about things. So <laughs> stay spooky. But not but, uh, so spooky that you killed children. I think that should go without saying. Yeah. But uh stay I spooky, had to say it. But not so spooky that you're part of a child pornography ring in northern Michigan and may or may not have some relation to Epstein who didn't kill himself. Thanks. Oh damn it, you I was gonna <laughs> say um keep it spooky but not so spooky that you don't know that Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> stay spooky but not so spooky that uh you order somebody's murder to make it look like a suicide. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you associate with the clans. I'm a little scared. Stay spooky, but Maybe not so spooky. Maybe we need to stop recording by the big open window. <laughs> I was just going to say, stay spooky, but not so spooky that you're a podcast that's about to get taken out by the Clintons. <laughs> Anyways, uh, weirdly enough, I like being alive right now. So uh, we're going to end this podcast and uh, stay, stay spooky. spooky.